Did I tell you about the canned coffee I had with the oat milk? The green one? I don't one? remember if it was oat milk, whatever, but like basically a booger of milk. What? 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 I was drinking like a this canned coffee that had like milk in it, you know. But it wasn't milk milk. It was some alternative milk. Um, and I was in a car and I'm taking a sip. And like, if you've had kombucha, there's the scoby, which I feels like booger-like. Can't with the kombucha stuff. <laughs> and you're not bringing me around on this either. Okay. But keep well, going. There's this, anyway, so that's like the texture of it. It's essentially just like a booger. But there was like a Stop. booger of milk Stop. substitute in and big. Like I'm thinking like a centimeter and a half uh, diameter. Thank you for using metrics so I'm not. Like, <laughs> well, an inch was too much. <laughs> is that like a thumbnail? Is that like the length of my toe? Yeah, but I remember I was really tired, and we were on the road, so it was like, okay, I have to drink this, but I couldn't get the booger out, so I just had to sip it in such a way that I, it wouldn't hit my palate every time. <coughs> Welcome to Pillows on the Windows, a movie podcast. Hello, Carly. Yeah, hello. We're back. This is season two. Thanks to the uh, Patreon backers, we're able to get the new uh, intro. Here it is. And, uh, Carly, <laughs> what would you like to talk about today? Oh, Jesus. I don't know. We're no longer a movie we, podcast, by the way. We don't have anime to talk about anymore. Well, uh, we're actually uh, now talking mostly about cryptocurrency. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be cryptocurrency. It can also be NFTs or, um, you know, just stocks. I'd rather talk about the stocks and bonds. Okay, stocks and bonds. Carly, how are your stocks doing? I checked mine. Oh, let's say I'm checking my Pebble watch um, about 15 <laughs> minutes ago. And uh, good. I don't know. I didn't know what bonds were until like two months ago. What are bonds? Uh, I don't remember, but the uh, takeaway I had is when you need to have money be more secured a higher percentage of your mutual fund should be bonds rather than stocks because they're more safe don't you buy a bond from the government and then they buy it back from you at some point yes that's awesome money is so cool i love that money works (laughs) and it just makes everyone happy and there's no problems with money yes thank you Much like the money that Tom Cruise's wife's family used to buy their beautiful back bay (sighs) townhouse. I'm sorry, are you hosting this podcast or am I hosting this podcast? (laughs) Is this an attempt to segue into War of the Worlds? I wasn't going to talk about War of the Worlds until the 34 minute mark, Carl. (laughs) Too bad. Okay, War of the Worlds. Uh, Steven Spielberg. Made Minority Report, which is a good sci-fi Tom Cruise movie. And he also made War of the Worlds, which is a sci-fi Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, and I guess like even though Tom Cruise isn't in it, this is of a piece with AI, right? Those three. I don't know how glowy is AI. Glowy. So is glowy. It? I hate yes. that. Yes, but that one feels way more natural to be glowy because it's in like this weird mansion and lab facility and stuff where right. like... I still don't love how it looks, but it makes sense versus Tom Cruise's crappy apartment. Right. Is the is the glow a reference to something? Is is Steven Spielberg like referencing some like movie from long ago or something? 
No clue. I have no idea. It's such a bad choice, though. It's unwatchable. And I don't remember, and I think you might be in the same boat, looking back, I didn't remember it being all glowy. I think I remember not loving how it looked before it gets dark. (laughs) Right. But I don't know if I had, like, the wherewithal to place why. Mm. Because it's all glowy. Yeah, because it's glowy. And it's not, uh, it's not like good, like film glowy. It's like bad digital, like ugh, artifacting everywhere glowy. It feels like I don't have migraines, but when yes. people describe like the auras that you get with migraines, it feels like that's what it would look like. Dakota Fanning has a yelling aura <laughs> of glow. Yeah, that's what it feels like for sure. Uh, Cara, this was a rough revisit, I would say, War of the Worlds. Mm, I remember liking it a lot. Yeah, it's not what it felt like when Mm -hmm. we first watched it. Mm -hmm. Versus, like, Minority (laughs) Report, I think, is a wonderful movie every time. And AI was like, oh, I didn't understand the half of this as a younger person. Like, it's Mm -hmm. cool to revisit. This is, like, out of the three, this is the one that goes down in estimation quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I remember having issues with, you know, the ending and it losing a plot halfway through the movie. But now it's just like, oh, boy. Yeah. Steven Spielberg, what are you doing, dude? (laughs) And the glow. Um, Did we see this in theaters? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. And I remember thinking the horn noise was incredible. And I'm sure it was at the time. It's so funny that that's everything now. (laughs) <laughs> they invented movie trailers with this movie when it comes out of the ground and goes I mean when we watched Prometheus a few weeks ago it was like very noticeable that that was the sound and yeah it's incredible I don't know it's done so well here though it's not like they were like working up to something they're just like no this is what this sounds like loud yeah absolutely noise. and That's it's awesome. so mechanical in just the right way and everything yeah, yeah. I mean the the creepy alien stuff still works, I think. Well, I take that back. The first half stuff works before the creepy alien. Like the alien alien stuff didn't work for me at all because it's bad CGI aliens. I loved seeing the aliens. Yeah. But in like a derisive... Like you were making fun of them the entire time. You were like, huh, stupid. I thought they were like a, a kind of... I mean, maybe it is derisive, but, like, I had more fun when they were on screen. I wish we could, like, when they were playing around with the basement spinning the wheels and stuff, it was like, oh, they're cute. And, like, I like to see them on screen versus seeing Tim Robbins on screen. Tom, (laughs) Tim. Tim, yeah. Yeah. Doing his best crazy personal thing. Uh, Yeah, that character doesn't (laughs) doesn't work. It's like the most, I don't know how to use MacGuffin, but is that MacGuffin? Like, that's so MacGuffin. No, it's Tim Robbins, but I get what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that stuff doesn't work. But there are parts that work, I think, Mm -hmm. that work much better now as an adult. Like, uh, the driving the van through the crowd, I think, is still terrifying. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the... That first it's it sucks because the glow just completely ruins this movie for me. But like the uh, that first emergence event is still very effective, I think, mm-hmm. um, except for the glow. And I think the train is uh, anytime there is a train on fire and I've seen other stuff with it. 
and there's video <laughs> games that have trains on fire. And every single time I'm like, this is the coolest and creepiest thing in the world. And um, if this invented that, then I take everything back. The glow is awesome. <laughs> the glow really brought me into the world of War of the Worlds. Yeah, the train was really cool. It's going so fast. It's on fire. Yeah. That's not good. No. <laughs> no, for anyone. I know this is so stupid. Like, I know it's called War of the Worlds, but I kind of forgot how hostile these aliens were. Like, Oh, yeah. They, they're not messing around. They're no, which is so different than so many, it feels like, sci-fi movies now, which are like yeah. this ambiguous, like, why are they here question. This one is like, a, yeah, it's like a war movie. It's just all yeah, out warfare madness. Yeah. And then the clothes go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the clothes looks kind of stupid. <laughs> It's pretty awesome when he's got all the people dust on him. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. And I remember that from watching it as a kid. Like, the moment when, what is it, one of the kids, like, points out, like, what is that stuff? And he just, like, freaks out. Yeah. That's good. I have a question for you, Kyle. What's up? I don't want to get political on this podcast. Please. Uh, I'm checking my Dogecoin just a sec. (laughs) Oh, no. We have to shut this down right now. (laughs) Uh, do you think this movie will make sense or does make sense for people who were not alive when 9-11 happened? Absolutely. I didn't really get when I was a kid that this was like a post 9-11 movie. But you had lived through 9-11. Yeah, but I don't, I wasn't. Not personally, but. Yeah, I wasn't thinking that hard about it. And I don't think this movie, I think this movie is certainly commenting on that, but it is not, I don't think woven deeply enough that that's like a crucial part of the text it's pretty far up in there though (laughs) it's like even just all the like military militarism stuff going on yeah and they are asking like dakota fanning's like asking if they're terrorists and stuff yeah yeah there's a lot of but uh it's interesting that it's on you know we don't really know i mean 9-11 9-11 happened, but we don't really know what this would look like on American soil. And uh, there are parts of this movie that I think are just basically getting at that fear or that question of how we would handle like terrorist attacks in that fashion, at least at the time. Yeah. Now it doesn't make sense. Because they yeah, would like, shut now, down the water supply yeah, like, or something. The... Plotline of the sun wanting to join the military is like sucks so much. So mind boggling. Yeah. My chem kid just like, Dan. And there's no arc to him because he disappears and then his arc happens off screen and then he comes back at the end. It's like, I love you, Dad. I did think that maybe like one of the few emotional moments that I thought worked really well was like when Tom Cruise is like trying to say goodbye to him, but also, like, not have these people kidnap Dakota Fanning. Yes. Where it's just, like, he's having to sit with, like, oh, that's... I'm 99% sure that's the last time I'm going to see my son. And, like, how long can I stand here before my daughter is also taken away? Yeah. I thought that was super, super effective. Yeah, that's a great scene. But uh, the thing that's happening is kind of stupid. Yeah, it's really stupid. (laughs) But not the Dakota thing. I think that's terrifying because, like, it's so believable and, you know, they're not ill-intentioned. It's just right. your daughter could just disappear in a flash. That's right. scary. Uh, 
Also, the part where the plane falls on their house is pretty ill. Yeah. I don't know. Set pieces are cool in this movie, but uh, not much else to chew on, really, besides aliens, you know? I was, like, horrified anew in the moment when they realized, like, the... And I don't know if I entirely absorbed this when I was younger. Like, that the aliens are grinding up the bodies and the blood is spraying everywhere and it's, like, creating the veins. Like, that is horrifying. It's horrifying, but it's silly. Like, it doesn't... Because they hold that card until, like, the last third of the movie and then they play that card and then immediately it's like, wait, they're dead. And there's, like, no tension. There's no implication that like this is bad for earth because it's over immediately you know it's like problem solved yeah there is something like just purely impactful about like uh, just blood being sprayed through the air <laughs> yeah, and, like i thought bad. the <laughs> i thought the like the part where tom cruise is running out of like the basement they're living in there's just like the puddle of blood on the ground yeah. Like, that stuff is really great and, like, genuinely scary and stuff. There's good Tom Cruise run in this movie a couple times. In, like, a distinctly different way than a lot of his other runs. More fatherly, a little less. More uh, frantic, like, far less composed. Yeah. I like that. Which is good. That's good acting, I guess. Yeah, we love Tom Cruise. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of (laughs) do. He is great. You know, I was thinking, you know when you have, like, a, a kind of more obscure actor you really love and you get all electrified when you see them in something. I feel that way about Tom Cruise in every movie, even though I know he's in the movie because he's the star. I'm like, Oh, Tom Cruise is in this movie. It's awesome. I love Tom Cruise. He's got, uh, I mean, like it is because of the chaos of who he is, but (laughs) it helps. Yeah. There's nothing. There's no one else like him in that way. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. It, there's chaos around him, but it's not like he's like. There's chaos in the way that he's a famous actor, so obviously he's evil in some ways. But it, it's not like I don't feel bad that I like Tom Cruise. But maybe there's stuff about him I don't know. But yeah, it feels like there's like a decent chance I should feel bad about liking Tom Cruise. <laughs> Can't we just like things? I don't know. I mean, you Please. can say that about every. That's like the slipperiest slope to go down. <laughs> Um, (laughs) but I just, like, the thing I always think about with him is, like, there's this one scene in, um, oh, gosh. What's the Nicole Kidman and him movie, Stanley Kubrick? Eyes Wide Shut. Eyes Wide Shut. Um, where they're having a fight, and he looks just so distinctly evil and manic. I like that. And, like, that look pops up in other places where it doesn't feel appropriate. Like, he just, like, has this, like inner wild beast it feels like that like comes out in specific moments and it's terrifying but it's like the most captivating thing to watch and then like a second later he's like a cool spy giving one liners and like scaling a building yeah it's incredible (laughs) (laughs) and it's i feel like we're like cheating god because he is still even though he is an older gentleman at this point, not like an old gentleman, but he's getting on in years, but yeah. he's still, it's like the Tom Cruise 
uh, Imperial era never ends. He's just always like, you know, you know, I'm the main, I'm the, I'm the star, and it's an action movie, and I'm jumping out of a plane, and it's in space. Yeah. But, like, I feel like we're delaying the inevitable or something where, like, eventually he's just going to have to have speaking roles in movies. But we keep pushing it off through science and magic. Yeah. It can't go on for much longer, I don't think. Like, <laughs> the stunts in The Last Mission Impossible were, like, the best stunts ever. But he also mm-hmm. looked old. Like, it's it's yeah. happening. It's not, yeah, it's not so far away now, unfortunately. And I, I don't get the impression he's, like, actively pushing against that, necessarily. I mean, I think to do to do the things that he's forcing himself to do, I think yeah. you have to be there's like a little bit of a God complex happening, sure. right? Like or a lot of it. If you hear the speech that he gives crew members when they say they're saving movies or whatever, like he yeah, he's living on a different planet. That's fine. Yeah. Mars. <laughs> sure. Hey. Yeah. Hey. You, you. Tell what me do you think about Dakota? Friends. Oh, okay. We're still talking about War of the World. Yeah. That's fine. I still want to hit Dakota. Um, I like when she yells. I like when she watches SpongeBob. That's pretty cool. I like when it does multiple shots of her big bug eyes looking at the screen real close for yeah. no reason. Um, and she screams a lot. And uh, she's a little kid and you got to protect her. Yeah. It's so weird, like, talking of another career arc, like, her career arc is so weird, where it's like, this is, like, peak Dakota, and now her sister is the main fanning. It's just sure. like, I, I don't know, I believe you, but I don't, I don't know either of them. Like, I couldn't tell you their arcs or what their careers are at this point. Which one was in Neon Demon? That's Elle. Oh, poor her. Yeah, but she's in, like, a bunch of other good stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. I believe you, Carl. Yeah. Mr. Robot. (laughs) Squid Game. Yeah. Should we talk about Girlfriend's Car? We should. Okay. Very nice movie, Car. Such a nice movie. Such a good movie. Yeah, very cozy. It is. Well, it has kind of this underlying, like, life is messy type of thing, which kind of... I, I don't find cozy or comfy, but <laughs> otherwise, I mean, the look and the feel of it, yes, it's very cozy. And I think the main character is, like, one of the most... She's not charismatic in, like, a big way. No. But she's so sweet. Yeah. And so, like, well-intentioned while still seeming like a real person. Like, she yeah. screws up and, like, she has moments of little confidence and moments of, like, too much confidence mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I could just spend, like, hours with her. She's so lovely. Like, extremely instantly likable Mm -hmm. character. Like, both of them, I think. But, you know, they both have their issues. Yeah. And that was Girlfriends. Uh, Carly, tell (laughs) me all about this movie. Um, So, like, it's so weird. It's weird to frame something in... In a reference to a later movie, but like okay. sort of the moment it started, it was like, oh, this is Francis Ha, but like okay, 20 something years beforehand sort of deal, um, which is to say it's two um, friends, women in their early mid 20s, I would say, yeah. living in an apartment in New York. And then one of them 
quickly just sort of like gets married and seemingly like abandons the, the other friend. Yeah. Um, and you're mostly following the friend who gets abandoned and she's navigating like basically what it means to not have her friend there and like what it means to be alone and is yeah. alone the right thing. And she discovers it through like a multitude of like somewhat meaningless to meaningful friendships and relationships and her experience developing her career as a photographer. And it's like very sort of like day in the life sort of thing over the span of maybe two ish years or something. Oh, really? I, I suppose think so. Cause, so yeah. Uh, Cause yeah, her friend has a baby that's like a older baby by the time the movie ends. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. Like a Dakota yeah. Fanning type baby. Got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I re- I I like uh I like this idea that she wants to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz you don't see that a lot, I guess. Like it's always, you know, this is not a movie about being alone. It's about reconciling that with wanting to be with people and friendships and stuff. But there are parts in this movie where she's just like, I just, I am, I need to be alone right now. <laughs> but like in a general sense, not like right now, like you, you're kind of my weird roommate, but I don't want you here anymore yeah. because I just want to exist as a person and not, you know, mirroring this relationship I was in. Where Which we is maybe roommates. the most relatable like, yeah. <laughs> concept out there. Like the idea, I, the idea of like having this random roommate that you picked up as a hitchhiker that's like intoxicating for a couple of weeks, and then you're like, Bye. "Jesus Christ, I can't!" Like, Just like on the street in front of the apartment, it's yeah. not working. And like, I think it is also, I, it, it's different to perceive it now when like. I think it is way more normal for people in general and young women specifically to like spend a time in their lives alone versus like when this was made, I guess it maybe was different in New York than it was for like our parents or something. But it's like, yeah, yeah, the more normal thing would be to do what her friend did, which was like, just get married as soon as possible and have a kid. And then like, that's your life and maybe it's hell. And what do you do? But like for her, like she really is doing the weird thing. And she's the weird friend who wants to live alone, which yeah. is a totally different perspective on it. I like that. The husband wasn't a complete jerk though. That's where I was expecting it to go, but yes. he seemed fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like I, one, yeah. I think my favorite, maybe my favorite scene in the movie is, um, she goes out to her old friend and, her husband's uh, place, like in upstate, I would assume. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he's cooking. Yes. Maybe breakfast for Breakfasting them. And Italian. like, yes. And like, so at that point I wasn't totally game with the husband. Yeah. And then he starts speaking Italian. I'm like, Oh yeah. He's like, he's the villain of this movie. Like, this is so freaking annoying. And they do a genius thing where they sit down at the table and the main character and the friend's husband, like, have a special moment together yeah. and, like, clearly like, start to get along for the first time. And it's very, very sweet. Yeah. And then it's even smarter that the scene ends in the couple, like, having a fight that we have no insight into why it was happening. Like, right. 
everyone's normal and everyone's like good <laughs> as they can be. It's just right. like things don't work all the time. But it's also not like the main character then has a relationship with the husband. Right. It's just they get along with each other. It's fine. Which is like how these things have to go. Like right. as an adult, your friends are going to be in a relationship with people that like hopefully best case scenario you like them that much you know what i mean right. like that's an okay situation right and it I, sucks though that her friend isn't happy is i guess like yeah. the other side of it yeah well that's her fault um <laughs> <laughs> there's a similar <laughs> scene where the main lady uh meets with the i guess art collector or uh the guy in the office mm-hmm. and he turns out to not be a villain either and then it's mm-hmm. like I like that this movie can subvert these like cinematic expectations while still showing that even if life isn't these huge swings up and down, like in movies, it can still be kind of crummy or kind of okay. You know, mm-hmm. like things go her way, honestly, for the most part, it seems like, but she can still, you can still understand why she's not happy or why her friend isn't happy. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it feels very realistic in that way. I think it's also like, I, I was thinking about that exact point. Um, specifically around, yeah, when her art gets selected for the show and, like, things look so good at that moment and, like, she's doing better than her other photographer friend is at the time, which also another lovely thing is that there's, like, no competition in this movie. Yeah, they're helping in each really other. In really any way. Like, they're all helping each other the best they can. Yeah. Um, but But then, like, her, after she gets the show, like, some other things in her life don't go so well. Um, sure. And I was thinking about, like... Why um, these movies about, like, this time period in people's lives work so well and, like, why they work so well on me. And I think there is something to be said about the strength of the, like, ebbs and flows that happen in your 20s where it's, like... Like, even that, yeah, you mentioned, like, things are going okay for her, but, like, she's also having a month where, like, oh, she can't pay for electricity, so right. she doesn't have electricity. And, like, she has to pick up a job, and then she can very quickly drop the job. And, like, it, it, there's just so much going on in that moment, I guess, especially when you're living, like, in New York City and you're trying to be an artist and everything. Yeah. I can't imagine that's easy either. But, like, you're just seeing characters deal with so much in such a condensed amount of time. Yes. Very effectively. Mm-hmm. This is like the good version of uh, what's that guy's name that I don't like with three names. Alex Ross Perry. Yes, it's like a yes. good version of <laughs> one of those movies where it's not like a man pitting women against each other in a very naturalistic state. Yeah, it's just like we made this movie for ten dollars, and the seventies were crazy. Man, the seventies. Do you think people in the seventies realized that it was like this transitional period? I've been thinking about this since I watched the movie. (laughs) Like, are we in a transitional period right now? Are people going to look back at this and be like, "Well, they were halfway there"? So, like, this isn't a direct answer to your question, but something that really struck me when I was watching is just like. Not a lot has changed since then in some ways. Like, I guess I was mostly thinking about it in, like, an aesthetic sense where it's, like, we think that, like, it's such a millennial thing to have, like, 40 plants in your house. 
right, and you right, look right. at this movie and it's like it, they have like 40 plants in their apartment right. and all of the style of everything is exactly the same in terms of how they're decorating things and like half of the clothing styles are back and like and I think the Francis Ha comparison is another one where it's like that movie takes place in a totally different time period but is fundamentally the same story and like the pressures of on young women like to get married and what that expectation does to friendships and like yeah. Yeah, it all feels the same. I don't know. So, like, I don't know if we're doing I don't know. It feels like it's all just together. Same. Now, yeah. forever. I will say this, Carly. I will say... Please do. Uh, cheap movies looked better back then than they would... Yes. Like, if this was in, like, 2007, this movie would look unwatchable. It would be terrible. It would be a digital, handheld, camcorder garbage, you know? Yes. And, like, okay, so how did you watch this? How did I watch this? I did it. Le- I watched this legally, uh, but I don't. Re- oh, I bought it or I rented it from, you know, but it was an SD. It was not the yes. HD version. Yeah. That's why I ask. So, like, yeah, the only way I could find it was the 480p. And I was like, yep. oh, and then I watched it. And I was like, oh, this is fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could it could have looked better, but I got the point of the movie. I, w- I wasn't like distracted by it looking crummy or anything. It didn't hurt it in the way that it would hurt, right. like, a digital movie or something. I guess right. that's what I'm trying to say. Right. Because it just looks like film. And film Soft. looks good. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'll bring film back, you guys. Yeah. Please. Um, it's striking how many, like, really good actors are in this. Hmm. That, like, I don't, I don't have the context on if this was sort of earlier on in their careers, but... It's not a lot of people I knew by name, but, like, I was just going through the cast list and, like, clicking through them. And, like, there's several people that are just in, like, 50 other movies or something. Yeah. In a way where it's, like, it feels like if this movie was made now for what it was, it would be, like, a collection of people who are maybe just, like, in a few other indie movies or something during their lives. Hmm. Like that guy you like that's tall. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I think the other thing to call out is like maybe the exception to the idea that like everyone's okay and not okay is I think the boyfriend sucks. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're supposed to get that out of this though. I don't think you're supposed to be like, well, he had some strong points. Yeah. It's like he's the only one that's like fairly black and white to me, I guess. Yeah, I almost could have done without him, I guess. Like, the ending isn't this big culmination. Well, it kind of is, I guess, in some ways. But I didn't. it didn't feel like there was a lot of momentum at the end. So I didn't really need this, like, subplot of their relationship breaking down or whatever was happening. You know? I think it's good to show that, like, she, like, this is all a choice. Like, she's choosing to be alone. She could move in with the boyfriend. And it's just totally not what she wants to do, clearly. Yeah. And, like, it's partially because he sucks, but they're also, like, mean to each other. Like, it's yeah. just, she doesn't need that currently. And she wants her own space. Yeah. God bless her. Yeah, relatable. Um, do you have any strong opinions about the rabbi stuff? I feel like it's meant to elicit strong opinions. I was, like, shocked when yeah. he kisses her. Um, and then after that, it felt like exactly right. Where I was like, I, if this is the whole movie, that's going to be tough. 
<laughs> but the fact that it like goes from like the shock of something and like then she she knows I think yeah. that like it's not good and it's not going to work and then at the same time it's entirely fair that it's like heartbreaking to her because yeah. he was nice to her in a way that like I don't think the other men in her life are being right but uh, my only real problem with it is it doesn't really go anywhere at the end. Like, it shows him looking sad or whatever, and then yeah. the movie's over. It's like, oh, okay, I guess that's how that wraps up. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't love the ending, I guess. It didn't feel like a strong send-off, but otherwise I thought this was a very good movie. I really liked the ending, actually. Like, I... What I guess I got from it is, like, no matter what through life, there will be moments like that. And that's what yep. it's all about, right? It's, like, they put the their friendship and all of the relationships in her life are constantly going to change. But that doesn't mean that, like, yeah, they can't, like, take tequila shots and, like, play a stupid game together for a little bit before. Oh, Martin I love that home. game. Yeah. <laughs> Fuzzy Duck. Cruder. Fuzzy Duck. Yeah. yeah. Duck, yeah. fuzzy, fuzzy, Lots of duck, duck content duck, in duck. this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Fine. Yeah. Duck, duck, fuzzy, duck. Yeah. Duck. People were bored back then, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's playing solitaire in bed with <laughs> <laughs> Frank gets there. Um, yeah. Main lady would go on to not do anything except direct Mean Girls 2 and maybe some other bad movies. So strange. She's so good in this. Yeah. But she's like, that's her acting credit, right? It's not like she was like, even a mild level of success. She was like, not in anything, right? I thought there was one other thing on the letterbox, but it wasn't anything I recognized. And I don't know how big of a part she had. That's rough, you know? Yeah. I mean, maybe if that's what she wanted, it's just like hard to believe. Like, she's just so good at this. I don't know. She's also, well, it's not... Yeah, I would be curious, I guess, if maybe a lot of this doesn't feel like acting so much, or it mm. it doesn't, maybe she couldn't fill other roles, I guess, is my point. Like, she's playing a very naturalistic character, her own age, you know, like, yeah. maybe it was tough to, I don't know, I'm just guessing, but. Uh, yeah, I think she, it, like, she does portray a lot of different emotions quite well, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, she has to sort of run the gamut. I don't know. Yeah, there could be a million reasons, I guess. We'll never know, but we will have Mean Girls 2. <laughs> oh, God. Have you seen that? Well, no, but uh, we'll get to the end of the show. <laughs> Holy <maybe>. cow. <laughs> Just kidding. Carly! What's up? We both have theater experiences to share, I think. Yes! Please go first. I watched Last Night in Soho. When? Last night. Okay. In thanks. Chicago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. How was uh, it that, sucked Cara? so bad. It, well, was... it was not so bad. You are lying. I'm Carly, not you kidding. are deliberately Talk... lying. So, okay. Wait, Carly. Yeah. How many times this month have you seen Shaun of the Dead? <laughs> Three. Okay. You? Three is kind of just outside where I want to, but I guess that's fine. I guess that'll do. Uh, three today. It was a work day. Yeah. Um. I mean, like, I like Edgar Wright just fine. Whoa, 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 Kyra, you don't want to be. <clears throat> I'll cut that out. Of- 
I like Baby Driver, which I don't think is Ooh. the popular opinion. I'm just going to delete your track for this episode. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to do about this. Um, this movie was really, really bad. In a way where it's like, I think there's multiple reasons why it's bad. One, it's incoherent. <laughs> it is stupid. The plot is bad. The writing is really bad. So that's first. <laughs> are you some two. kind of critic now, Carly? Is that what you do? You criticize movies? Seriously? So two, um, <laughs> it is one of the worst, like, what it's like to be a woman movies I've seen ever, question mark. Um, just, I don't get what it's saying. I don't think it's saying anything besides sometimes it's hard to be a woman. Um, like there, I don't, I've never felt so unaffected by seemingly bad things happening to people. It's just like wow. nonsense. That's on you, um, dude. You've changed. Three, the like politics of it are pretty bad. There's some like really uncomfortable like race relation stuff happening in it that are hmm. shocking that it made it hmm. to screen. Um, for the disappointment of, I love, <laughs> I deeply, deeply love both Thomas and Mackenzie and Anya Taylor-Joy and yes. the idea of them being in a movie together where theoretically they would interact is so fun. Have However, it. they don't get to do a, like Thomas and Mackenzie gets to do some stuff granted with a really bad script. Anya Taylor-Joy is truly just like dancing around. Um, I think one of the worst, like, if I can return back to point one, which is, like, it's incoherent. So, as we know from the trailer, I won't spoil anything. As we know from the trailer, Thomas and Mackenzie's character is, like, obsessed with the 60s, um, and she's going to fashion school in London, and she, like, sort of falls into this dream world when she Mm -hmm, goes to mm -hmm. sleep where... She's, like, mirroring Anya Taylor-Joy's character. And so much of the story relies on Thomas and Mackenzie being deeply invested in Anya Taylor-Joy's character for no reason. Other than that, it's the 60s. So, like, everything that Thomas and Mackenzie is doing is to benefit and save this woman, and she cares more about her than, like, anyone else in her life for no reason. And this is a woman who, like, yeah, whatever. It's the 60s, um, though. Yeah, it's the 60s. Okay. Um, and then, oh, the last point, I can't spoil how it ends. Yeah. But I did a, like, burst out laughing at Uh-oh. an ending that's not supposed to be funny sort of thing. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Okay. So, to rewind a bit. Okay. Um, I had, like, heard some not-so-great things about the movie in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I mm-hmm. saw some mixed reviews. Right. And then I saw someone I follow on Twitter who, like, is in, like, the film Twitter group, um, but okay. in, like, a source I trust, um, tweeted something along the lines of, like, oh, first movie theater walkout since reopening. Wow. And people were trying to guess what it was, and he wasn't saying what it was, but, like, oh, it God. was so, maybe sort of clear that it was last night in Soho. Um and it's, it's absolutely that. If I could have without, like, I was with someone else, I didn't want to, right. like, leave the movie theater, I would have just left 20 minutes. And <laughs> it was like, a, I've never left a movie before, and I would have been happy to have left this one rather than waste my Jesus. time watching it. It was really, really bad. Well, okay. So that's that. I'm really curious 
to watch it now and just be like, this was pretty good. It's, I can't understand how. Like, sometimes yeah. there's movies where, like, I feel like I get worked up like this. Like, the other example I could think of is Us, where it was like, us. I really didn't like it because the movie, like, didn't make sense. Oh, and, like, Us. It, yeah, yeah. I like um, us. And there's like, yeah, which is like one where it's like, okay, I don't think it made sense and I don't love it. But I can also see that that's like a functional movie. Like it, that's very it works and there's super entertaining. This was boring as heck and didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. And was like, maybe, I don't want to use offensive, but was just yeah. like, misguided. super misguided. Yes. Hmm. I don't know why Edgar Wright thinks he needs to make this movie. Well, he should yeah. just keep making funny movies or something. Like, I don't... He has nothing to add. I can't... It's not... Also, the movie's not funny, and it's like, yeah. I want Edgar Wright to make funny movies. Right. I don't know. You think that... I've Any question I have is just, like, guessing at intention, which is uh, not great, I guess, but do you think this was, like, his maybe attempt to start building, like, a non-comedy career, you know, like, maybe a little more serious... Honestly, I'd be totally game for that because I did like Baby Driver. Like, I think the, like, intense parts of Baby Driver are super intense. So, like, he can totally do it. It's just, like, why this? Yep. Why this idea? And, like, again, it feels like there's so much potential here where it's, like, you see the, like, behind-the-scenes stuff and it's, like, how they shot these cool interactions between Thomason and Anya. And it's, like, theoretically, all of this could be awesome. Sure. And it's just not. That sucks. (laughs) Do you think (laughs) this goes either one of two ways, right? Like, either in a year, right, there's a critical reevaluation of this movie and people are, like, no, I see what he was getting at. Or do you think we'll get a critical reevaluation of Shaun of the Dead hot fuzz junk and be like, maybe this wasn't so good? Hmm. I think, okay, so to get at like a critical reevaluation of this, no, for two reasons. One, there's enough critics who really like this movie currently. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's like a, like, it, it seems like a polarizing one where it's yep. like, I love this, which is, I think, like, I no, I won't be reductive. Okay. I, I think there's different reasons. That voice was a little that. reductive, but okay. <laughs> um, and no. then to get to, and also like I just think it's objectively bad enough that like I don't know what argument you can make. Um, <laughs> and then to get to like a critical reexamination of Shaun of the Dead, I think that's like always just sort of happened by people who aren't like Edgar Wright people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like outsiders are like, hmm, what are you guys watching in here? Hmm? Yeah. Well, it's like, I like, again, I like those movies. Fine. They're good. Like, and I yeah. enjoy them, but I don't, I can't pretend to like be as into them as other people are. I don't, I mean, they're old now, but I don't like when I watch one of those movies, I'm not like, Oh, no one else is making movies like this. Yeah. I guess I was never a huge fan. So I'm kind of in the middle on it, but I was never a huge fan just because I just don't think those movies are that crazy. Especially uh, Hot Fuzz, I was just not... I've only seen it once, but I was just not impressed with it at all. I was just, like, kind of off-put by the whole thing. I don't know. Yeah, I think, like... So, I liked... What's the Alien one? Oh, I love the Alien one. That's my favorite. Uh, Yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah, and, like, Simon Pegg's character in that is so cool. So depressing. 
See, I, okay, I think that's maybe a thing to know is like, I have never gotten an emotional yeah. response from any of the movies, I don't think. I, that's totally fair. Not even Scott Pilgrim or whatever. I've never seen Scott Pilgrim. Oh, you're good. I gotta watch that at some point. I you're like good. Car, you're good. <laughs> Car, you are good. You're good. Carly, you. If you could good. see the hand signals I'm making right now, you are good. Good. It's like a Uncle uh, Joey or whatever from Full House. <laughs> you are Cut good. It out. <laughs> okay, we're on the same page. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's... We love yeah. Edgar Wright. He's awesome. We love all his movies. I'm looking forward to his next one, Baby Driver 2. With none of the cursed cast members from the <laughs> One can only hope. Yeah. Is John Hamm cursed? Uh, Ansel Elgort. <laughs> and Kevin Spacey. It sounded like you like, swallowed a squirrel or something. Can you take that <laughs> sentence from the beginning? Ansel Elgort. Okay, very good. But he's going to be in West Side Story in the coming months, so no one Ooh, cares. I had a trailer for that before the movie I saw, Carly. Ooh. Um, so I saw Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah, as one does. I'm going to not talk about the movie too much, but I would like to talk about the theater-going experience. <laughs> Why aren't you going to talk about the movie? Um, it's fine. I'll get there. Okay. Um, you know, I feel like movies are selling you... And I'm not arguing against this in any way, but it's supposed to be like kind of this magical experience, right? Uh-huh. Where it's like the magic of cinema and you can only see this movie in theaters, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and it's amazing to see that completely break down when it's a kid's movie, you know? <laughs> okay. Where it's not like you walk in, <laughs> we walked into this theater and they had the house lights on for some reason, so it was like extremely bright, brightly lit, and it's just kids everywhere screaming, and like <laughs> there's no sense of like you know connection to the film or anything. It's like watching yeah. at like a Best Buy on one of the TVs or something like that, you know. So we sit down, and eventually the lights turn down, and uh, it's just it's like watching a movie, you know. It's like I'm just at home watching a movie, except there's kids everywhere. It was really, yeah. really interesting. Very Is unique. it fun to have the kids there? Oh, it was so much fun. It was way yeah. better. Uh, okay. There, there was this one kid that would just cackle whenever something funny <laughs> would happen and Clifford the Big Red Dog. And they were like yelling at the bad guy and just <laughs> like. And it's the only situation where I don't get angry at people because, first of all, I'm not invested in the movie at all because it's Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> Second of all, it's just like constant. But it's a joy, you know, it's not like it's not like people being annoying or like on their phones or anything. It's just like kids talking to each other about the movie they're watching. It's like perfect, I think. Like that's the like Chris and I do not care for movie theaters, uh, but we were both okay with it, I think, because we knew it wouldn't be an issue. Yeah, I think like so the only times I've had I this is not to like a kid's thing, but like there's a couple times I've been to movies where people in the crowd are reacting and I don't mind. Yeah. 
horror movies. And it's movies. for those same reasons, where it's just, like, people are acting out of, like, pure response to the movie. Yeah. They're enjoying themselves. They're just doing their own thing. And, like, obviously it's, like, not fun when it's, like, a serious indie movie or something. But, yeah, like, when it's a horror or comedy or something, people are just losing their minds. Like, that's great. I love yeah. that. That's awesome. Like, I really liked it when I went to see Last Night in Soho and this girl started <laughs> laughing at the very end when it was, like, this really dramatic moment. It's <laughs> not a dramatic moment. <laughs> Matt Smith said, oh, I'm evil. <laughs> anyway, uh, Clifford. Yeah. It was kind of crazy because it is, it feels exactly like a movie we would have seen when we were kids. In it's like way? nothing has happened between then and now, you know? Do you mean like in the types of jokes? Like what? In the types of jokes and the plot, you know, and the way it's shot, <laughs> just like the general tone. It's just like this could be Harry at the Spy or something, except worse because okay. it's Clifford the Big Red Dog. Uh, but the cast featured like every SNL cast member from like 2007 to 2014, <laughs> which was pretty awesome. Like who? Uh, Horatio Sands is in there and... Uh, one of the guys that was on recently, but I don't know his name because he's kind of not one of the main people, but he was in there. And Keenan Thompson's in there. Okay. And it just goes on and on. And uh, was it Tony Hale? Is that the guy? From? Yeah. He's the bad guy. And that's oh. fun because he's hamming it up. Uh, it was fine. I thought it was totally fine. Uh, there's like, it's really comforting and then it's very familiar, but it's also like ugh, there's like some like casual racism going on that was really gross and felt like a holdover from, you know, 90s kids movies where I was like, yeah, uh, well, we were past this, uh, but the kids huh. loved it. So oh my God. <laughs> uh, the CGI is terrible. Clifford yeah. as a puppy looks like a adult dog shrunk down to puppy size, which is really unnerving. <laughs> Like, is that what it was? <laughs> I don't know. It's like they don't know how to model. I, it almost just seems like they had the model for the big dog yeah. and they were just like, eh, we're not making a puppy. Resize. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Click and drag. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I got nothing much to say about Clifford, but uh, it was fun to experience that, I guess. How does it compare to the other movie that you saw in theaters along the same line, Sonic the Hedgehog? Ooh. Sonic's probably better. I will say yeah. Sonic's better, yeah. But Sonic's an, an okay movie, you know? Like, Clifford is not, but it's not bad. Yeah. Except for the casual racism, which I will not, you know, I'm not going to let that go <laughs> just because yeah. this is a dumb kid's movie. I think it's really gross, but uh, otherwise, I think Clifford is a fine children's movie. But okay. Sonic, I can appreciate on some level as an adult. Yeah. Who grew up playing Sonic the Hedgehog games. It must be said. It must be. Um, uh, yes. Why did you go to this one? Because um, I, well, what I was going to do is come into this podcast and be like, Carly, you said I should go see a movie in a theater. <laughs> and then I was going to drop the bomb that it was Clifford. But uh, that was mostly the intention. Was, I just thought it would be really funny to go opening night to see Clifford the was Big Red Dog. Was it opening night? Yeah, it was an advanced <laughs> screening of Clifford the Big Red Dog. So I saw it a day early. It's no big deal. So. Oh, my God. It was $5 tickets. Oh, Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. So, yeah. Yes. I would. I don't regret it at all, but uh, that's fun. Not a great movie. 
Yeah, it is those like low stakes movie uh, settings are fun. Like I felt like yeah. Cats was similar, where it's like, I mean, we did experience like people were just like leaving the door open, getting up, walking. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, the sword. <laughs> it's nice when it doesn't matter, and it's like, oh, this yeah. is just part of it. Like you got to yeah. just absorb all of it. I might as well be in like a dorm, like common area, watching this movie. It's fine. <laughs> People are just like doing drugs in front of us while we're watching this movie. It's awesome. Do you get popcorn? No. <laughs> no. No. Uh, we smuggled some snacks in. But, uh, Heck we yeah. Oh, that's another thing. Uh, well, the theater was extremely busy, which I did not expect. Okay. Like lines out the door. What movie really? they were seeing, I don't know. But nobody was there to check our tickets. <laughs> we just like walked in and went to the theater. Uh, it was very strange. That's crazy. Uh I don't know what was going on there. I mean, yeah. I did buy tickets to the movie. It's not like you <laughs> snuck into Clifford, but anyway. It'd be pretty badass if you did. I miss regular theater seats. Yeah. I feel like I've said this before, but I, the reclining chairs do nothing for me. I don't need that in my life. I don't want to lay down and watch a movie because I never do that normally. I like it. I honestly hadn't thought about it too much in this context. Uh, I forget what I... I Maybe I was listening to a podcast or something, but people were talking about this, how, like, it makes you feel alone, which is, like, if you're doing that, then just watch it at home. Sure. Um, but I I like them when it is, like, a quiet indie movie or something, and I'm mostly seeing it at the theater so that I can see it, like, big and loud. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when it is, like, an action movie or a horror movie or a comedy where, like, people are, like, sort of participating, I would much ra- rather have it be, like, the normal seats, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it's something... I don't like laying down in public, I guess. Like, just, like... <laughs> it feels kind of, like... I don't know. Like yeah, slovenly or something. It's not. It's not great. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Anyway, movie theaters are great. Support your local movie theaters. Uh, they. It, it was also cool because all the trailers were kids' movies, which is exactly what I wanted. Any good things coming out? Nope. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna go see Sing too. I think though. Oh really? We like Sing in this household. Okay. This is a Sing I don't household. remember. Sing looks the same as every other Yes, movie. and it's yeah. bad. It's not good, yeah. but Sing 2 has Bono in it as a lion. <laughs> and ScarJo as a porcupine. Wow, that's cool. That is really cool. Yeah. That's why uh, Clifford is better than Tom and Jerry 2021, because Colin Jost or whatever is in it. Thank Piece God. Of garbage Jesus man. Yeah. What else have you been watching, Kurt? Not that much, honestly. Okay. Um I wa I just rewatched a couple of movies, so Please. Oh, I did watch Trick or Treat You're on Halloween. With yourself. What is this car? Um <clears throat> I think you would love it, Tuck. I really, Thank you. really do. Um I like it was movies. super, super fun. It's like um the perfect mix of not scary but great Halloween vibes, like Stranger uh, Things. No, okay. Um, it like could be scary. I guess I just have a high scary tolerance. Oh my god, that's awesome, Car. Uh, anyways, look at your muscles. Um, it's like so. It's a like anthology scary movie mm-hmm, sort mm-hmm, of of mm-hmm. like all of these different 
scary things happening in this town that are like <laughs> somehow connected. Um, and they're just like great, like they feel like a more adult version of what's that one like a scary kids book that got made into a movie. Do you know what, what I'm talking about? Harry Potter? Uh, Captain Guillermo del Toro like did something with it. Coraline. No. Um, basically just like, I don't know, scary instances. Like there's one where it's like, <laughs> okay, well, I'll Say give you again, a really Tom. good one. Say that so again. I need you. Scary instances. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go on. So there's one that is so fun and has your girl Anna Paquin in it. <laughs> which they, girl, yeah. which you My daughter. find out through a later reference, or it's confirmed through a later reference in the movie, is sort of based on the where cat Scooby Doo zombie movie. Okay, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. Yes, so it's like it's just like fun, sort of campy, scary movie stuff. Okay. Uh, great vibes. Um, I like that. Super, super, super fun. I would totally... This feels like a, I would rewatch this every year on Halloween sort Aww, of thing. very Which nice. is very lovely. And I think there's more... I think there's maybe sequels or something. I could be wrong. Um, love sequels. But, yeah, I, I just really, really enjoyed. Nice. Yeah. You know, every time I see a, a horror movie anthology on Letterboxd, I look at it and all the reviews are like one star and they're like... Well, this is not a garbage, you know, anthology. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. This one, so this one has decent reviews, almost to the point where I thought it was going to be, like, more serious. Right. But you get in and it's just, like, nonsense, basically. Um, but in a really, really fun way. <laughs> I love nonsense. I love fun. I love Halloween, yeah. Beetlejuice. Um, yeah. Et cetera. Et cetera, Car. Did you watch anything on Halloween? What? Uh, um, oh, I don't remember. I'm looking. Tosh. I watched Escape Room. Oh, okay. Two? And then I watched Escape Room 2, Car. Okay. <laughs> Can I talk about Escape Room 2 without spoiling anything? Sure. This is fun because you were like, you got to watch Escape Room. And now yeah. I'm like, you don't have to watch Escape Room 2. <laughs> Uh, it was, oh man, it kind of is bad Uh huh. in the way that it turns into a Saw sequel. Uh huh. But maybe you want that. I do want that. Okay. Then you'll love it. Do you mean it turns into a Saw sequel in that it's like objectively worse than the first one, but like more insane? Yeah, but more insane in kind of like the... We need to explain things that happened before the first movie, you know? Yeah. yeah or like, yeah. actually, this person was here the whole time working behind the scenes. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of that going on. But okay. only if you watch the Blu-ray cut, apparently, which is craziness. So the, the regular cut just doesn't give you the context? Well, I only saw the Blu-ray cut, but apparently, based on my research, my, uh, you know, Hours and hours spent looking this up. Um, the third act is basically completely different in the theatrical cut. Do you think that's because they wanted to make it more amenable to people who didn't see the first one? But 
You're saying the Blu-ray cut is more amenable? No, the theater cut. It's the opposite. Oh! The theatrical cut is way more referential of the first movie, whereas the Blu-ray cut is kind of creating the foundation for sequels. If that Interesting. Makes sense. The Blu-ray cut is way more of a Saw sequel type thing, where it's like, okay. ooh, we have to explain. It, it basically has the twist saw twist music at the end it's like um but i'm talking around the movie it's a very fun car yeah it's way more it feels like it's more character focused but i think they actually do a much better job in the first movie of kind of establishing who the characters are you know and their personalities uh whereas this one just kind of you know immediately who they are and then they are in escape rooms but it feels more slow paced and kind of like they're lingering on some of the stuff. Uh, I, I think it's a weaker movie than the first one, but I also think that you could make like saw, you could make the weakest version of this and I would still watch it and enjoy it. And uh, the rooms themselves are very fun. Okay. I that was going to be my question. Yeah. Like characters. Uh, I don't, I don't really care, but uh, the, like the bank room is fantastic. So, Ooh. That sounds so good. And it's way more kind of like puzzly in a way where it feels like uh, like you have some stuff to puzzle out sort of. Whereas uh-huh. in the first one, they're just kind of like the door, red door heat. And then they like <laughs> open the red door or whatever. happens. Yeah. Uh, this one's more fun. So. OK. Some good, some bad. Yeah. Um, I guess like so because we didn't talk about the first one together on this, right? Yes. Um. The, like, psychotics room. Oh, I love that. That was one of the only times that, like, a movie has made me nauseous. Like, that was so successful in being <laughs> hard to look at. Crazy looking, yeah. Yeah. It, like, it was, like, sort of intolerable in the best way, yeah. where it was, like, yeah, 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 yeah. so many things try to do this sort of thing. Right. And they did it. They did the perfect version of it. Like, even before they take the drugs, like, the look of the room yeah. is perfect. It's so cool. It's so cool. It's such a strange way to, like, a, you wouldn't, it's not like generic drug room. It's just like, whoa, somebody had a vision for this man. Yes. It's cool. Which is what the whole, what each of the sets feel like, where it's just yeah. like, oh, someone had, like, a great idea. Right. And then they committed to it fully. Like, the Upside Down Room is so good. Oh, it's so, so fun. so cool. Yeah. I really like this series, car. I think it's a very good series of films. Yeah, I'm excited to watch the second one. I, I love fun movies. Me too. <laughs> and it's fun because, like, Krista doesn't want to watch Saw because, like, people are getting chopped yeah. up. But it's like, this is kind of like Saw, but we can watch it together and have fun. And yeah. I have to, like, she doesn't have to close her eyes through, like... I, you'll find no greater saw defender, but it does kind of suck that a lot of the movie is just like cringing as someone gets hurt. Like it doesn't add anything yeah. to the movie itself. It's just kind of like, this is but what saw kind movies of does. are. Yeah, there's something about the fact that it feels so illicit. Yeah. Like it feels like this shouldn't exist or like if it does exist, it should be like an underground sort of thing, but right. they're like wildly popular movies. Right. Blockbusters. Yeah. It's Which crazy. is so weird and so fun. <laughs> and never again. Yeah. And now we have escape room. Yeah. Which is good. Where people still die, but they don't yes. you know, get tortured to death. So, Well, sort of. <laughs> well, sometimes. 
Yeah. Sometimes they fall through the ice. Yeah. And then die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, I really think you should watch it. I will. Okay. What else you got, Car? Um, the only other thing I watch is I rewatched Good Time. You did. Yeah, Good Time's so good. Do you think I would like Good Time having not really liked uh, other movie? I think so. I think Good Time has a lot of heart in it. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like, it, like it. It has Robbie Pat Pat. It just like it. Some of the fun of Uncut Gems is like it's sort of it takes place in this unknowable world of like wealthy people that are trading and like sums of money that like don't even like make sense. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. that's part of why it's fun, but I think that's also maybe a reason to not be as on board with it. Yeah. Whereas this is like it is like the like Robert Pattinson is just a dirt ball like terrible person yeah who is like making bad choices but in an understandable way sort of but he's also like competent in being a dirt ball like it's i don't know it's really really interesting to watch totally held up to a rewatch um and then yeah i think it really does build in some of the more like emotional aspects of what I understand like happened sort of earlier in the Safdie's career, um, yeah. which I really want to dig into. But yeah, it, uh, I really really like this movie a lot. Nice. Yeah, I should watch it. Yeah, totally. Feels like a movie everybody should watch if they're a film critic like I am. You are. Daddy long legs. Yeah. Uh, sigh. Sigh. Uh, to be burdened with having to watch movies in order to have <laughs> correct opinions about them. <sighs> <sighs> so tiring, yet it sustains me. <laughs> okay. Did you watch anything else? I have some dumb stuff to talk about, Car. Okay, but, uh, I'm ready. First, I would like to talk about Ponette. What's that? It's a French movie from the 90s, uh, which turned out to be not a very good movie, but the... Concept and the performance from the main character is phenomenal. Um, So it is a French language film. It's about this four-year-old girl whose mother dies in a car accident. And the entire movie is just kind of viewing the grieving process from the point of view of a four-year-old girl. Uh And it is... It's just so repetitive that I don't think it works. Um... But it's so in the first half hour, so it's just incredible because it's um, this extremely strong performance, especially for a four-year-old girl in this movie, where it's instantly believable and she portrays like this grieving extremely well. But hmm. there's all these conversations where and it's so frustrating to watch, and I, I think that's the point. But like, she's talking to adults and they're trying to kind of sugarcoat it, or they're giving her like the biblical explanation like oh your mom she's you know she's fine she's up in heaven she's waiting for you blah 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 and that doesn't you can tell that doesn't quite jive with this young girl and she kind of like is trying to reconcile those statements with how she understands the world works and her dad is an atheist so she's kind of like raised where 
that wasn't her worldview coming up. So it's kind of like this conflict that's always happening. And she like talks to other kids her age and they have their own like extremely twisted views of that process and, you know, spirituality and all this stuff. So it's all these like super interesting conversations, but that's all the movie is. And at some point Hmm. you understand that, you know, you understand the conflict in this movie and then it just keeps going. Um, And then a thing happens at the end that I won't spoil, but uh, I could go either way on it. It's kind of touching, but it's not. uh, I could see (laughs) people having very negative opinions of the end of this movie, but. That is one of the more intriguing reviews I've ever heard. Yeah, it's a really interesting movie. I just don't think it's that fun to, well, fun's the wrong word, but it's just, it doesn't, it didn't hold my attention at some point because it's so tedious to watch, but. What made you watch it? Um, I had just heard it was good. It was like on my watch list forever. And I was just like, mm. it was a, one of those Netflix discs. Oh, okay. Um, not a Netflix disc is somebody made a letterbox list of every horror movie and no. I sorted by alphabetical. No. And you know what that no. means? I watched a bunch of horror no. movies that start with hashtags <laughs> in the title car. Three in one day. <laughs> Three in one night. So these are completely unrelated. Completely unrelated, except that no. they're all great. No, no, no. I'm not even going to talk about Hashtag Alive, which is a <laughs> Korean zombie horror movie, because it was semi-competent and therefore boring. I would like to talk about Hashtag Captured, Hashtag Follow Me, and Hashtag From Jennifer. Okay. Did you know social media is evil and creepy, Car? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll do my uh, my roundup here quick. Uh, hashtag Captured is probably the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Bar none. Uh, it is. It's not just that it's completely like amateurish and stupid and dumb, but like it is just literally like cam girl videos for the first half. Just like, here's full frontal nudity. I'm on a cam and I'm stripping and like wink and there's like fake chat. And like, I couldn't watch that. Yeah. I live near kids. (laughs) Uh, And there's like multiple scenes of just girls becoming topless. And then they're like, we're we're social media. And then a guy kills them all at the end. Yeah. Horrible. And like, you know, a budget of five dollars. But. Like what? This is a, it's, it's not a movie, right? Completely terrible. <laughs> um, yeah. Which got me in the right mindset then to watch okay. hashtag Follow Me, which is also completely terrible, but is competent and not completely you know exploitative of women. Where I was like, oh, this is much better, even though it's not. What was that one about? That one's about three British girls and one of them's a YouTube star with two million subscribers and they go to L.A. And the first hour of the movie is just basically a travel log diary of them going around L.A. And then at the end, they get murdered. Yeah. Is it fun when they're travel blocking? No, it's so bad. It's so annoying. (laughs) Um, They're all like very posh, like, you know. Yeah. It's just annoying. No offense to these women, but I wouldn't subscribe to their YouTube channel, I guess. But um, and it, it, there's this thread through all these movies where it's like, be careful how much information you give out online. Yeah. Which sucks. Right. 
But then I watched hashtag follow me, which is yet another extremely low budget social media horror movie with a hashtag in the title. But I actually thought it was pretty uh, creative. Well, give me the lowdown on that one. Hmm. Well, this was actually probably the lowest budget of them, but I thought it was trying for something at least. Um, where this actress basically is fired from her role and her agent is like, it's because you don't have social media presence and her best friend has a social media presence. And it's like, okay, I'll have a social media presence. And then that eventually morphs into, because there's this very, and this is kind of why I like this movie, but I also think it kind of sucks where there's this very starkly, (sighs) it's low budget and obscure nature I think allows it to tackle some stuff in a way that no other movie would be able to, where she goes to this uh, interview to get this role and basically is just like propositioned for sex in the interview. And it's like, this isn't handled very elegantly, but it's also handled in a very upfront way that I don't think it would be in other movies. And that's kind of interesting in a way, but yeah, like I'm not going to defend it. I don't know, but it would, it it was it wasn't like extremely cringe inducing like I have to turn this off in the way that the other movies were. Anyway, okay. it causes her to kind of morph her quest for social media presence into like, I'm just gonna videotape everything I do, and that's gonna involve drugging these men that were terrible to me and then making them give each other blowjobs or I cut their testicles off at the end. And that sounds kind of great. It is kind of great in a way. Like I, I was kind of like, okay, this is not complete like dreck like the other movies where this yeah. has this is going in a different direction. Um, and it's kind of funny. It's more that it's trying to be funny, and I can appreciate that more than it was actually <laughs> being funny. But the ending just becomes this like insane. These dudes on this bed, and one of them's getting murdered by an axe in the other room unbeknownst to them but then the two guys on the bed are just kind of like coming around to the idea of giving each other blowjobs so that they don't have to lose their testicles and she's all angry because she wanted to like turn this into this revenge thing and then everything just goes haywire spoilers for the ends of from jennifer but um i don't know i kind of came away from it just kind of like okay yeah sure you know having just watched in the same night two completely terrible (laughs) unredeemable horror movies hashtag from jennifer Sure. I'll go with Did you that. jump ship on any of these? The first one, yes. Okay. When I got to like the second 20 minute scene where it's just women, you know, <laughs> becoming Tyler, I was like, no, I'm, I'll skip yeah. to the end. At the end, they all get murdered. I was fine. I was like, okay. Yeah. Half star on Letterboxd, move on. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Wow. And now I'm I'm mad because the next one in line, hashtag funny face, hashtag oh. lowercase funny, uppercase face, is not available anywhere that I can find. It's a German film. And it's got like this digital jester on the poster. Ooh. Like evil digital jester. And then Ooh. on the poster it says like hashtag, uh, it's like hashtag fun, hashtag party, hashtag blood, hashtag death. <laughs> So I'm going to try to find a copy of that, and I can watch that. (laughs) That's all I got. That's cool. Okay, thanks. I also watched The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, uh, which is fine. It's a horror movie from, I think, 1920. Um, 
and it wasn't very good, but uh, you can see where all the Tim Burton stuff comes from. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so here you go. Is that like a known quantity? Like, is that Oh, absolutely. There's okay. a Portlandia sketch about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. But huh. uh, I was kind of, I mean, this is one of those movies where it's got like a 4.2 or something stupid. And I was like, oh, this isn't very good. <laughs> this is a movie from 100 years ago. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't always good. work out. But it's got like a crazy twist ending and it's like kind of fun. Oh, it's a silent movie, but all the uh, the intertitles, like the people talking mm-hmm. cards are crazy looking and awesome. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. And I also got the Blu-ray from Netflix. So it was all like, it's just a lot of fun to me to watch like an old movie on Blu-ray. Yeah. Like somebody put the work in on this to transfer this and everything. So that was cool. That's cool. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> boring. <laughs> It's not good. <laughs> so. Um, I realized I also taught or I watched I See You. That's what it's called, right? Is that hashtag I See You? No. Oh. Oh, per I see your you. recommendation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah, same yeah. night. It was really fun. I really, really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. You, you get you, the acting, right? It's like, oh. I think it was fine. Like, yeah. I think it was better than what you had sold. Like, there's so okay. many scary movies that have really, really bad acting. Right. Uh, and this didn't, like, fall to that level yeah, to me. It was like a movie. It was a production. Yes. And honestly, some of the better twists I've seen in a minute. Yeah. Like, uh, multiple times through, where I was like, yeah. oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, the the final, final twist I thought was so freaking good. <laughs> really? Like, the very, very last shot thing? Is that what you're I don't talking? know what the very last shot is, but the reveal of why what happened happened. Yeah. Because it explains so much because like some of the characters are so frustrating in a way that yeah. feels unrealistic. And then to like have that relief of like, oh, there's a motivation and right. like everything makes sense. Right. I, I love uh, the bad guy is like, well, when I was a kid and then the other guy's just like, yeah, I don't yeah, care. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. good. Yes. Really, really love good. that. But yeah. Uh, what did you think of the mask? I love the mask. I love the, the mask. mask. Thank you. The part, like both parts where it's the yep. mask yep. under the yep. bed and yep. then the view yep. of what's going yep. on with the mask yep. under the bed. Yep. Terrifying. Yeah. That's really good. That's not something you see in a lot of, even like movies that are about that. Like, yeah. I haven't seen Paranormal Activity, but like, you know, like home stuff. You don't see that type of thing a lot, which is crazy. Just the idea of like seeing the scary thing and not realizing it's scary is really good. Or that it's scary for a reason different than what you thought right. it might be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really, it's a cool movie. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't think it all works perfectly together, but. Yeah. I thought that the main, I don't know what's a spoiler for this movie. Okay. Um, the yes. main younger mm-hmm. lady was really, really good. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. She was stressed out about people being jerks in a way that I feel was yes. very realistic. It's <laughs> yes. like, I'm right there with you. I would leave. It's so funny. Yeah, because like her, it is, I don't know. Like, it's also a cool concept to work with. Like, from yeah. her perspective, it does sort of make sense. Like, why does this wealthy family have uh, all of this and they aren't using it in any way? And like, she can use it. And yeah. like, all of that's compelling. And then like, yeah, to have someone throw a wrench in all of it in a way that's completely not understandable is, I think, a really fun way yeah. to portray it. That's a cool movie. 
Better poster, I think, than movie, but still a cool movie. Yes. Well, I mean, it's like a world-class poster. That's oh, it's so cool. Yeah. Or goofy looking, I guess, but I, I think it's cool. Oh. Yeah, I think it's cool, too. Thank you. Yes. <sighs> this was a good uh, batch of movies. Well, not like quality wise, but. <laughs> hashtag follow me. Hashtag <laughs> live. <laughs> follow me. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. 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 What are we watching for next time? I think we're going to watch Silkwood. What's that car? That's the one that I've almost made us watch several times. It's the Meryl Streep true story. Movie. Mm. Uh, lady finds out company is doing something bad. Oh, Aaron Brockovich. I love that, dude. Yeah, it's Aaron Brockovich V2. Oh, V2. Yeah. Not V2. Or maybe V1. I don't know which one happened first. Right, 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 right. Well, yeah. I, well, I'm making sure I have the right name for this movie. Because <laughs> it's kind of a stupid name. Uh, but uh, Krista would really like to watch it with me because uh, uh, she remembers really liking it. And I can't find it, and now I'm worried that it's not going to be the right name. Talker. Uh, crap. Hold on. Oh, Brittany Murphy, what movies were you in? I know you're in this movie. Ah. Oh, shoot. Do you know what type of movie? Good. Uh, I am thinking, of course, of riding in cars with boys. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. It's on your watch list, it looks like. Really? Oh, and Drew? And Drew. Yes, yes, yes. I would love to watch this. Very good. And Steve Zahn, it oh, appears. Steve Zahn. <laughs> Adam Garcia of Barb and Star and Vista. De- oh, that's not a him. Who am I thinking of? Cut this part out of the podcast. Oh, James Woods is it? Dude, we love James Woods. He's not problematic at all, dude. Okay, I don't know anything at all about the, like, actual content of the Brittany Murphy documentary, but that is, like, that immediately feels to me like it shouldn't exist. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Have you seen the advertisements for it? No, I I don't know. It's like what happened to Brittany Murphy, and it's, yeah. I don't know. It like that is such a tragic story. It feels yeah. so insane to dredge it up like that. Like right now. Yeah. 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 Anyways, like, Chris is a really big Brittany Murphy fan, and I was like, maybe we should. And I'm just like, I get bad vibes from. Her. Like, let's just skip that all together. That's yeah. That's fine. She's so lovely. She's the best. She is. We love yeah. clueless. And Uptown Girls featuring Dakota Fanning. <gasps> <gasps> Chris also loves Uptown Girls, but that's a... Uh, it's so good! <laughs> I have not seen. Maybe someday It's a really, 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 really fun movie from that But do era. you like it, though? Yes. Okay. She was in Good Boy, 2003. An intergalactic dog pilot from Sirius, the dog star, visits Earth to verify the rumors that dogs have failed to take over the planet! Planet! Molly Shannon is Mrs. Baker! Molly! Uh, Matthew Broderick's in it also. Okay. And Cheech Marin. Christ. <laughs> okay, well, Kai, uh, let's go watch the Princess Switch 1, 2, and 3 and the Christmas Night or whatever. Yeah, I guess so. Thank you. Oh, I'm excited. Don't be such a downer. <laughs> okay, I'll get excited. I'll get excited. Thank you. I don't yeah. know. Do we not like Vanessa Hudgens or whatever? She's chaotic. 
<laughs> have you seen the video of her like right at the start of COVID? <laughs> no. Is it she is singing Imagine? So, no, even worse. It is okay. one of the funniest videos I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it is her like doing an Instagram live. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, yeah, I guess like I don't know why people are freaking out. Like people are going to die. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> That was the other one I've heard. That's the evil one. They switched places. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It is like, I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's got something going on. I don't know. You have a knack for finding videos of celebrities being wild. There, A lot of them are wild a lot of the time, I That's would fair. say. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Thank you. Mm-hmm.